Welcome to the Time Out Podcast with Tyshawn Taylor, hosted by Rock. I am Rock. T.Y. here. He, he might be Tyshawn. I don't know. He's got a mask on. I don't know. Yeah. This is episode number six of the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Tyshawn, what's up with the mask? Uh, it's Halloween tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know when this is going to drop, but we're shooting around the holiday season and I'm feeling festive. Feeling festive? Feeling really festive. I'm in my ninja mode right now. Ooh, get into some Halloween highlights and stories here in a little bit. Uh, so what's been going on, man? Um, nothing much, man. Just banging out some of this training stuff. Uh, I had a fall clinic a couple of days ago. I guess that was last weekend now. Um, the kids in the area were out of school and Lawrence were out of school. So I put together a little small fall clinic and ended up getting about 30 to 40 kids to sign up, um, on a Thursday and Friday during the times they would would have been at school. Um, so that was pretty cool. Had a great turnout, ended up, you know, turning some of those kids into individual sessions now because, uh, that was my first time actually meeting some of them. Um, so did that, uh, we'll, we'll, Getting a full swing of things with basketball here, probably coming up next week. We got a coaches meeting, um, and then tryouts the week or week after that, I think, two weeks from now. So um, we'll be fully in the swing of coaching um, here pretty soon. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Not much. I forgot during the intro, I was going to do a quick plug for the gym, what, the hype performance gym. Is yeah, that yeah. Right? So um, if anybody's been paying attention or watching us i know some guys probably listen to us but anybody that's been watching us on youtube see the facility the background uh that we've been working in it's the gym that i'm doing most of my training out of um it's called high performance hyperion um it's it's uh it's located in lawrence um and it's a great facility i mean you've been here since it's pretty much been open um i'm working with a lady named jen ali who worked at ku for a while and um it was a great help to me when i was there um and yeah um she she has a a nice little business plan that uh she's gonna work this work into this gym space but for now i'm doing a lot of my training out of it and um hoping to get more more people in here to see the see the space um come visit it and maybe get some individual sessions work out as far as basketball but not only basketball uh we got we got some strength and conditioning coaches here who do some things uh we got a yoga instructor we're going to get some boxing lessons and stuff in here so um it'll be a good little little space safe space for people to stay active and work out what i like about the facility here is it's not like a a gym where you go into the gym and there's 40 or 50 big dudes <laughs> with their tank tops walking around like Bazooka Mike trying to look all tough and, and built, but you can come in here, get your workout in, get your shots up, do your thing in a pretty quiet, family-friendly atmosphere. Yeah, so for that's, sure. That's what I like about the spot. No, for sure. It's uh, it's legit. It's legit. It's definitely quiet, um, spacious, um, in the cut, which is why I like it, uh, the freedom to be able to come in here and just kind of do my thing uh, without a bunch of people all over the place, a bunch of kids running around. And like you said, on the workout part, it's real intimate. You can get a, a trainer, one-on-one specialist, which will be in here where you don't have to feel intimidated uh, for the weak guys like yourself. Um, you know, you can kind of be in the cut and do your own thing. So what we got on the agenda today? We're going to talk about a little late night. Late night just finished up a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, we'll kind of walk through that process. Interested to hear kind of a player's perspective on late night 
And then uh, since you're in the fall, Halloween festive mood, maybe we can talk some Halloween and talk about some childhood memories, your favorite costumes and favorite candies to eat, man. Yeah, for sure. I, I would love to talk about candy because I'm a big snacker. Um, anybody that knows me knows that I love sweets, love candy. Um, but to go back to late night, I, we, I just, we both just went to the, the most recent late night. They dropped the, 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 the national championship banner, which is really dope um, to see. Got to see Shaq perform a little bit. I know you were really excited about that. I think I seen you in the crowd with the students jumping around, right? No, Ra man. I, I tried try to get in. Raging. They told me they told me I was too old. Yeah. <laughs> they said, get out of here, man. Uh, no, but that was fun. I think the, the students enjoyed that. I know the players did. They got to receive their rings. And um, to see that banner drop is like, I mean, you don't get to see awesome. that off. Like, how many times you get to see that? It's been since 2008 Eight. was the last time. And yeah. before that was – like 88, 88 yeah. so you don't get to see that often like you know somebody's grandmother probably seen it and then somebody's mom probably seen it and then you know like a you know so it's like a generational thing to see that kind of so um that was really really dope and I think that that is what I wanted to see the most um even though I wasn't a part of the team winning or anything like that I I, I know how hard it is so obviously you played on four late nights right yeah. Were you a recruit for a late night? No, I never seen a late night. I never got to watch, watch it, it as a recruit. Because that's kind of a, right, they bring in a lot of recruits. Yeah. So when I was here, so, I, okay, so my first year, they won a championship. Or the year before I got here, they won a championship. And our first late night, they dropped the banner. Dropped the banner. Yeah, so I got to see that. And I knew that feeling. Again, going back to this one, I knew that feeling. And just being able to see that and experience that was crazy. Um, and then I go my play my four years hoping that I get to actually put one up myself, um, and I never did. Uh, but but yeah, so that was that was a feeling. Um, and then to talk about hosting and recruits, like I hosted during the late night. I hosted T. Rob, John Wall, Elijah, Harrison Barnes. Um, probably the list goes on. Probably like five or six other pros that I hosted on late night while I was here. Um, Shabazz Muhammad, who ended up playing for the Timberwolves for about five or six years, was a first-round draft pick, ended up going to UCLA. Um, I personally hosted some of them, and then I know it was a bunch of guys that came. So late night is definitely like a recruiting a recruiting like advantage that we have because I know other schools don't experience that. That was going to be one of my questions. Do – all the big blue bloods do like I know I seen Kentucky had something online the other day. It was just like a blue and white game. Yeah. Do they not have like a late night like KU does? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure how festive everyone gets. Like I remember growing up and everybody used to talk about midnight madness. Midnight madness. Midnight madness. Yeah. So as a kid, when I used to grow up, it would be like they would record it and it would be on late and people would be playing like a scrimmage game, a blue and white game right. on TV. Like I remember that. Growing so I think up. Larry Brown started it at KU, right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure the history of it. I believe Larry Brown started I just started remember it. being a kid watching Midnight Madness. And when I got started to get recruited in college and stuff like that, that was just a pitch. Oh, we got a great late night. We got a great great late night. So I'm thinking when I first get here, we're going to be doing this shit at 12 o'clock at night. Because I think that's what it used to be. Like at 12.01 or the first day you could practice, that's when Larry Brown had basically like a scrimmage yeah. open. And then it grew from there. Uh, the other thing I want to talk to you guys about, or you about, was so the last five or six years they've had Shaq, Two Chains, Little Yachty. <laughs> uh, but when they you were doing lit. it, it was 
just like skits and stuff, right? Didn't you guys have to do skits and Man, performances? Is that right? Yeah. So my, I don't even remember all the skits and performances I had to do. I do remember either my freshman year or my sophomore year, I had to do like a, a freaking voice to men. We had to perform a voice to men song. <laughs> and we had to dress up like we were freaking from the 1990s and roll our one pant leg up and have Adidas shell tops on and like all these colorful vests and like bow ties and how they used to dress. And we performed like a skit. And I thought that was pretty cool because we enjoyed that. And then there was another time where the lady Jen, who I work at the gym here with, she was like the organizer. So she would have to like help Poor us graph. practice for the week and get us together with the cheerleaders. And we gave her such a hard time that she actually went and told the coaches on us. And they called us and was like, if you guys don't do this shit, you guys got to run. Because, like, bro, we don't want to practice dances. Bro, nobody even cares if we can. They just want to see us go do, like, they just want to go, like, see us make, make, like, make, make an ass of ourselves. Like, they don't right. care if we can dance together. Like, they don't give a fuck, bro. Like, so we didn't, we didn't feel like we needed to practice. We were practicing, like, an hour every day on top of practice, on top of tutoring. I'm like, bro, <laughs> chill. Was there anybody there that really couldn't dance that everybody just kind of made fun of? And- Come on, bro. You know, you know, uh, you know. I'm gonna guess Cole. Cole had no rhythm. He enjoyed. Cole was a goofy though, so anything that he did, people thought was hilarious. Right. So, but he had no rhythm. Um, Tyrell Reed. No rhythm. T Han. No rhythm. Connor T Han. No rhythm. Zero. Ricky weird. Schroeder. Weird. You just named all the white guys on the team. Yeah, I, I just name. I'm just naming names. I ain't gonna put a race <laughs> behind. It. I'm just naming names. You make your own correlation. So, as a player. That's really the only time you go to Allen Fieldhouse. It's packed, and there's not a lot of pressure, so to speak, on you. No, it is. Well, I mean, it, there is, is, but there, I'm going to tell you what type of pressure. It's a different type of pressure. Yeah, it's the type of pressure of, like, like as you're a freshman, nobody, everybody knows your name but don't know you. So it's right. pressure because it's the first time anybody's going to see you see play you. basketball. My first late night, I played good. Sharon, I was going, I was right at him. And we ain't talk about late night when he was on here, but that was when Sharon, like, kind of out of shape, not really feeling great, and I was, like, trying to, like... So is it, like, an <clears throat> in that situation, is it, like, an all-star game? Is know. there, like, some... Coach not going to let it get out of hand now. Well, but, I mean, is there, like, any unwritten rules where, like, you don't go at a guy, like, you know, you don't go light up Sharon for 25, and it's kind of, like, understood? What? Are you... Listen to what I'm telling you. This is what the pressure's about, though. This is the first time... All of these people are going to see you. And even if it's not the first time, it's the first time for that season. Right. So they're going to see if you got better. They want to, like, you have, if you're a transfer, they've seen you play other places, but they want to see you with the team. Like, this is a showcase for yourself. This is a way to show the, t- the coaches, like, I'm ready to play now. Right? So even if that's not the case, in, in my mind as a freshman or as a sophomore or just as a, a guy like Jalen who just coming back who went, and tried out for the NBA and did all of these things. He's coming back. He want to show people I, I got better. Right. Like I, so yeah, it's 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 some pressure. It's not heavy pressure. It's not something that you're gonna think about after that night. But yeah, hell yeah, you going into a little nervous and want to play well. Now, did you guys have like set plays you're supposed to run, or how did that work? No, nah, we you got, just kind of get out I'm there. I'm not. And ball? So for us, for us, we we weren't really practice. I, I think they were allowed to practice before late and I don't want to get anybody in trouble but I'm sure that they were <laughs> they I, I think the schedule per, per, permitted them to practice prior to late night late night was the first official practice, practice for us so we weren't doing much prior to late night so it was a scrimmage it was a pickup we kind of again if you knew the system at all right. if you're a returning player you kind of knew some like plays and shit but it's just get up and down and just 
be athletic. And who decides the team, coach? Yeah, we'll have, they'll have it on the board when we get in there who's on the team. He split it up pretty evenly. Okay. So as a recruit, you think like the guys that came in and watched with Shaq and how it's kind of evolved to the performances, and it just kind of baffles me how like other schools haven't figured it out. Yeah, like, I think other schools do it, though. I, I don't know how, how much they go into it opposed to just having the game, the scrimmage. Right. Like you said, like – with the skits and the performers and all of those things, like I'm not sure how serious they get into it, but I know they all have a welcome to the season thing, right. whatever it is. It may not, again, may not be as ex, as exaggerated as ours, um, but for the fans, for the for the students, for um, recruits, and just us being a basketball school, like you need a big setup to the season like you because right. it's always going to be high expectations you're always going to have these big recruits that you want to show off and Kosov, you know the tension behind the basketball team and the energy behind it you want to you want to stir that shit up you want to get that shit going i thought it was pretty funny when sharon talked about when he was here he would leave to go to the bathroom come back in they would cheer he would step out to get something to drink. They would cheer, and he yeah. didn't realize that until his uh, co- high school coach told him. So he gets up, goes outside, peeks his head in. Everybody cheers. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's just how impressive KU fans are. Yeah. About. I remember, I think it was a late night. Did Zion? I think Zion came here for late night. I wouldn't have been here. And I remember, I didn't. I don't follow like high school recruits very much, but I remember being in the crowd and everybody chanting, "We want Zion." Yeah. We want, and every time he would leave, they would cheer, and then he'd come back in, and they would start chanting, "We want Zion." So, to me, it's like as a freshman, come incoming freshman, you come to visit late night and have those kind of things, and be able to meet. I don't know, do they get to meet Shaq? Do they get to meet Two Chains? I mean, they're probably in the back of the locker room doing whatever the team's doing at that t- at that time. They're, so, they're they're part of the team at that time while they're on a visit. If it's an official visit, if it's an unofficial, they're probably not having full access to things. But if you're on an official visit, you're part of the team for that weekend. So you're you're doing anything the team so be did. a high school senior coming in, meeting Snoop Dogg or meeting two chains, like how do you walk out of Lawrence, Kansas not wanting to <laughs> not ready to sign here? Yeah. That's- it'd be it'd be tough, man. It'd be tough for sure because um if you're able to watch a game on a recruiting trip or or a late night and not commit whew, I guess at that point, the only reason would be playing time or some other reason, right? Yeah, I mean, it's also Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> Love it or hate it, bro. It's Lawrence, Kansas, so it's not like you – I mean, I don't know if Chapel Hill's better or what, what, where, uh, Lexington's better, but if you're a Chicago kid or if you're a kid from California, South, South – uh, what do you call it? Uh, Southern California or – New York or some shit like that. Yeah, I mean, there's other reasons. But with that being said, if you're a basketball person and you want to take your game to the next level and you want to play at the highest level, there's, I mean, it's like two other schools that even come close to even could be in the same conversation. Right. Maybe. And we'll see without Coach K if that other school is going to be able you to feel me? continue to compete. Exactly. So that just leaves like one. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with the coach, obviously. Right. So we got Halloween coming up, man. You got you got your mask. You got your ninja mask. You got it on backwards now. <sighs> yeah, I'm feeling festive with my ninja mood. It's a stick up. I need all the candy bars. So in New Jersey, growing up, man, what was trick or treating like? Did you did all they right, have? So as a kid, 
This is funny that you asked this because as a kid, it was fun. You know, like you're in a small neighborhood, you get to go to everybody's house, you go to stores, you're walking around with your family, your little cousins, your older cousins, whoever, and it's good. But I remember like being in high school and my mom being on top of me about like going out because I wasn't really trick-or-treating. So we were going to parties and everybody was dressed up how I'm dressed up, all black with like these fucking ski masks on or like, you know, just scary people masks on. But we were just dressed in regular clothes and it was like gang initiation day. So my neighborhood, all the gangs would just pick people and just like whoop their ass. Like <laughs> find a random person and then you just get your ass beat or robbed or whatever. Like, so... As I got in high school and started to like leave the house and do things by myself, it always became like, you gotta be in the house at this time. Make sure you call me and let me know where you're gonna be. All of these things. Like she was really on me about it. It was like a little less fun. And I stopped dressing up. I stopped, I think I stopped really liking to dress up and shit. Cause I'm like, bro, I honestly don't even want to be in a party with a bunch of people dressed like this. <laughs> like, I ain't even trying to like, I need to see faces and shit. Like, I don't wanna be in a party like that. So uh, I so really you, enjoy Halloween you, as a kid. You and your friends man. were the reason why most people don't go trick or treating door to door anymore, man. Everything's trunk or treat or something at the church or the mall or like I don't think there's very much like actual door to door trick or treat. I don't anymore. think my friends is. I think the world is just a crazy place, bro. You just got to be so like safe with every single thing that it, it gets sketchy, bro. Like I don't want to just send my kids out there trick or treating at anybody's house. I don't want my kids just eating anybody's candy or shit. Like, it's like, I feel like it was a lot safer to just kind of go. You can kind of watch your kids oh, go yeah. to places. It's a lot. This is just a Send little. Send them down the neighborhood. Yeah, and, and you know that everybody's going to watch out for them or it's going to be like kind of safe. And I just feel like we're in a time where it's not as as free to do these things. So, um, were you, <clears throat> I know I'm a little bit older than you. I don't look like it, but I am. Um uh, when I was a kid, probably about eight, nine, ten years old, was the big. You had to check every piece of candy when you got home because I think at some point somewhere there's. I don't even know if it was a true story, but somebody put like a a razor blade in a yeah. piece of candy or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I've heard so, all of these like folk tales and shit. Yeah, like, so you get home, you got to dump it out. Your mom's got to go through everything yeah, and yeah. like was that part? Yeah, or did for that sure. Already? For sure, we went through that stage. My mom was checking every piece of candy. Uh, we couldn't go to certain like areas of our neighborhood, right? Because it was just weird, or like <laughs> my mom was like, "Hell no, you're not taking nothing." These people, give you. Like, right? Even if it's good, like we don't even trust it. So, yeah, it was all of that, man. It was all of that. But as a kid, you just like, man, whatever. Like right. any little piece of candy that you get is enough. Then you know the areas to go that give out the pieces, the big pieces. You start to figure out where we could go, and then we the just enjoy bars. Yeah, then we just enjoy with your family as you get a, as you get a little bit older. Like you said, like. You just start having like family parties and then they just start buying a bunch of candy and we're just having a party with it with ourselves and our family um i don't really enjoy the whole holiday though like the scary shit i don't really watch scary movies i'm not into like spooky things like i don't really again like as a kid i was all about it but as i started to get older and like real life i'm like bro i don't and this shit is not funny <laughs> like a, a matched man coming down the street with a knife is not something to joke about like i can see this for real happening. right um so yeah i just stopped stopped enjoying it a little bit less as i got older and now to see like go to bars and shit and you see grown women dressed up or like grown men dressed i think it's the most silly shit bro honestly um i i have kids so i enjoy it for that i enjoy right. seeing them get dressed up excited about it my son got this like curly hair. He's gonna dress up as Trey Young. 
I thought that was hella creative and thought that, that was, was funny. funny. Um, and think he's going to look just like him. Um, so I love to see that. And my son has had the best Halloween costumes based off of how his hair was. He's had this long hair, curly, so he's dressed up as, like, Mario one year. He dressed up as Michael Jackson one year. Oh, had the whole, one. like, red jacket and silver glove and the wet, curly hair. Um, so his mom gets into it, and I love to see, I love to see that for him. Um, one thing I, I have, one thing I have noticed though, like as a kid watching a scary movie, man, that shit was scary. No, they really But then, were. like, uh, I watch Charlie's been uh, watching Poltergeist during Halloween's. You never heard of Poltergeist? I don't think the so. little kid that gets in sucked into the TV. <laughs> man, I, that thing used to be scary as hell. And then I watch it with her, and I'm like, man, this ain't right. scary. yeah, this ain't no scary. What the hell's going on? No, I'm gonna on tell here? you which one it was for me. Which I don't know if it's just not like a. It's not like I guess it's not like a huge movie, but in my neighborhood for us, Candyman was always Candyman. Yeah, it was always the one. He's a black guy and he's from the project. <laughs> I live in the projects, bro. I'm around motherfuckers like him all the time. So he was like the one. And then my older cousins, I had five or six older female cousins that would push me in the bathroom, shut the shut door. The door. Light Candy goes man, off. Candyman. And you gotta say it, or you hear them saying it. And I'm turning the light on. They're turning it <laughs> off. I'm turning it on. Turning it off. So. He was the one, and I just watched that recently. It came on like AMC or something, and I and I sat there watching it. And as it's playing, I just hear myself like cracking up, like I'm dying at the scenes and like right. the, about you used the to be yeah, like the this. graphics, right. like everything about. It. I'm like this is dumb, but had me shook for years till I was like nine years old, probably probably longer than that. I still see that dude and be like, that's Candyman. He could be acting in a whole different movie as a whole different person. So, what was your favorite uh, costume as a kid growing up? Um, my favorite one for me was probably, I would say I dressed up as like the white Power Ranger one year and it was like, it was like 96. So they had like the movie out. It was like the actual movie, not just like the, the sitcom. So they had like the movie out and the right. movie, the movie white one compared to the sitcom one, he had like these gold, like accents to it so he had like these shoulder braces and like gold accents and it came with like this little morphing thing and a sword and a whole like fucking rap and it was legit I, I think i i think i used it for two years i think i ended up using the same one for two years two halloweens in a row but that was that was the most memorable probably favorite one i was a ninja i had the whole ninja get up for probably a year and i remember half. we used to get two years we would get the costumes from walmart target and back in the day they used to come like whatever you were and then the mask and they had that cheap little string that held it on yeah and i have two older brothers and man it never failed at least one of us if not all three of us halfway through man pop pop them man my mom would be so mad because yeah. we supposed to be handing them down that yeah. way we didn't have to buy new ones next year or pop. keep it yep and just pop right in the no, middle of it i definitely for <coughs> i guess i had two costumes for four halloweens probably probably three for about for six so i probably double i doubled up every year my mom made sure i took care of it wore it that night and got right out of it um and she packaged that shit up and put it in the closet till the next halloween and i wore it the next year uh, but I, again, I enjoy, I enjoyed it as a kid, like hanging out with my cousins and stuff. <clears throat> it was one of my favorite holidays as a kid, yeah, getting all your kid. candy and then coming home. And then I had two brothers, so we'd dump it out. And then whatever you didn't like, you're trying yep. to trade off. Or, yep. I'll give you two of these Milky Ways for one of those. Yep. That was the, that was the thing for us too. As a big group of us, we always did that. What was your favorite candy? Trick or treat. <sighs> The, my favorite candies change like every year. I think for like a couple years there it was like Butterfinger, 
when they had the Bart Simpson commercials. Bart Simpson, yes. I went crazy over Butterfingers for like three years because of that because of that commercial. Um, obviously, Snickers was always my mom's favorite candy, so I was always eating that too. Um, but I'm a big Reese's guy right now. Big Reese's guy, always been a gummy gummy worm fan. But when it comes to chocolate, a frozen Reese's, I got two in the freezer right now. That's gonna be nice with this can of Coke later when I sit here and watch my Giants win at three something. So yeah, I'm gonna enjoy my Reese's um, and some gummy worms for after. I was a Skittles and Snickers and Tootsie Rolls. I like Tootsie Rolls. Too. You can't go wrong with Skittles. Tootsie Rolls. My my aunt would have Tootsie Rolls, a big bucket of them shits, and we eat those probably the most. That's probably the most the candy that I've eaten the most in my in my life is Tootsie Rolls because they're just always around. My aunt, my grandmother, they always had them. Do you have anybody in the neighborhood ever give you something stupid like a, a Bible or a toothbrush or an, like a <laughs> an apple? I mean, come on, man. When you're a nine-year-old, <laughs> yeah, nine-year-old, nine-year-old kid going trick or treating, and then you show up and somebody you know give the you worst, an apple. the fucking worst, bro. Is I'm pretty sure there was a dentist that lived in my neighborhood one time, and he Got gave out packets, toothbrushes, and floss, and like the the shit you get from the dentist. And he was like, bro, you know this is defeating the whole purpose of what we're trying to do on this night. We're trying to destroy our teeth, bro, not be trying to save them. He's like, I know. And be like, Handing out I know. Business card. <laughs> yeah, we were like, man, we ain't going to this guy's house. We had an old lady, Mrs. Marillo. She used to oh, give us uh, popcorn balls, man, like oh, homemade yeah. popcorn. Yeah, now yeah. you can't probably can't even do that anymore because yeah. parents will freak the out. candy but. apples. We, we would get candy apples every now and then. Yeah, popcorn balls every year. you go down to her house and get your popcorn ball. Yeah. But now these days, I think uh, I stayed home last year, the year before, and I think we had three people trick-or-treating at our house at the, at the most. Yeah, everybody nobody goes, comes. Nobody comes anymore, man, because all your friends trying to beat everybody up. You checking uh, scores of the game? Yeah, man. I'm looking ugly over here, but it's all good. It's early. So we got a... Uh, Got a future guest coming on? Is that, is that a done deal? Can we announce uh, It's not done, but it's done. Like, it's not the, – the, the ink hasn't dried on the thing, but he got this pen. He got the pen in hand. Got the pen in hand. He got the pen in hand, so, so we're waiting to get the contract we, signed. We will have another guest coming on. If you want to log on to YouTube, search Time Out with Tyshawn Taylor. Subscribe to our YouTube channel or Instagram, same thing, Time Out, Tyshawn Taylor. And you want to shoot us over some questions, uh, he is a former KU basketball player. Yep. Played with Tyshawn. Uh, if you have any questions for Tyshawn, you have any questions for me, any questions for Bazooka Mike. Are we saying the guy's name right now so we can get questions for him too? I or? mean, it's up to you. Are we, uh, are we dropping a bomb right now? Are we dropping it? I'll let you decide on that. Um, yeah, because I want, I want to see if we can get some – I want to try this, this new thing with, with asking the people for questions prior to having prior a guest. Prior to having them. So I want to see if that works. So um, – our next guest for episode was that seven or eight? What is probably eight. Episode eight is going to be Elijah Johnson. Um, I played with them for, for three years. Um, he had a great year the year after I left. Um, but we'll get into his story a lot more. He, he is he's also doing some training right now and stuff like that. So we'll talk about that. Um, we'll talk about the run that we had my last year, his junior year, which was unbelievable. I, 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 Final I feel, four. Yeah, I feel like he was the. For about four, three or four of those games in the tournament, he was our best player over me and T-Rob. Um, and, <clears throat> yeah, just talk about, you know, life after basketball because I know he's played some years over, overseas and, you know, he's dabbled with going back and coaching and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll get into his story. 
Uh, it's a hell of a story, just like the rest of the the ones we've heard. Um, unique within, unique in his own right, but I'm sure it'll be some similarities. But <clears throat> Elijah uh, is was one hell of a basketball player um, and one hell of an athlete. I seen him kiss the rim with his with my eyes coming off like a fucking ACL injury. So and we'll he get wasn't into that. that. Tall, no, this was talking about one late night. Elijah was one of the guys that I hosted on the late night, and on late night he came. I'm pretty sure John Wall was here that same late night. So they were, like, kind of going at it. And, yeah, that was crazy. I, he, like, yeah, I'll kiss the rim. I'm pretty sure he didn't even have no shoes on. Or maybe he did have <laughs> shoes on, but he was hurt. And so, like, we were, like, oh, like, chill. He's like, I just came off of eight. Like, I just got surgery, like, three months ago. And the rim. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker got hops. But, anyway, we'll get into his story. Um, I'll, I'll link with him and get the get the contract signed on on sitting down with him, but uh, so we if you got any lock. questions for yeah. Elijah Johnson, shoot them over to us. Uh, any of our platforms: TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We got a TikTok, huh? We do have TikTok. I was going to go live, but we don't have enough subscribers to go live. So get on TikTok. TikTok. Find us at Time Out with Ty Sean Taylor. Let's get a thousand uh, subscribers, followers, so we can go live. I was going to do a little behind the scenes live video of the setup and what happens before we go live so everybody can watch you sit over there in a corner and fix your hair and do your makeup for an hour while me and bazooka mike just sit here twiddling our thumbs waiting on you i was going to let the people in on that but we can't because we don't have a thousand followers so follow us on tap in tap in on the ticky talk i know it's booming i don't know how to use it but somebody who works out thing does yeah, so follow us on all our platforms. Send us some questions. We're still getting some merch made right now as we speak. My buddy uh, BT Creative is working on our, our gear for us, so we'll be able to give away some merch uh, once we hit some certain level of followers on all our social media. We'll link up with some people and get out some merchandise. Hit us up with questions. Uh, anything you guys want us to talk about as far as Tyshawn's playing days, uh, overseas here at KU high school AAU uh, whatever questions or things you guys want us to talk about please let us know and we will get to it how are your Giants looking oh they don't play yeah they don't three. play till later so I'm good I'm still good everything looking everything looking everything it's still early we you know you know how this go man this is long we got long days on Sunday it's long days on Sunday so this episode will probably drop on Tuesday. Is that right, Mike? Can we get it turned around that fast? So if you're listening on Tuesday, the Thursday night game is going to be the Eagles and the Texans. You want to give them a Tyshawn Taylor lock of the day? Eagles first half. Eagles first half. Either money line or with the spread. It'll probably be like six, but I'll take them with the spread. They've been kicking ass in the first half. I'm pretty sure I heard today that they haven't been down in one first half. Oh, oh, and yeah. I just need to put the disclaimer out there. Tyshawn is O for his probably last seven or eight parlays. So before you do anything crazy. Yeah, parlays. But I, I win some games on the parlay. I just don't win the parlay. This is a game that I would win if I put a parlay together. But I, uh, <clears throat> I was listening. Our attorney just got in the ear and said, I got to give a disclaimer before somebody loses all their money and then sues us. All right. So if you – hey, guys, Eagles first half, if it, if it hit – you got to subscribe, you got to like, and you got to send me a percentage of whatever you bet. 
You got any? And take the Giants too. Whenever the Giants play, just keep riding them for the end. They're just having a good year. It's a it's a year for for you guys to ride them. Take them plus the points. Take a money line. They're gonna they're gonna cover. And you want to give your prediction on the World Series? It's one one right now. Yeah, Houston. <clears throat> Houston. Houston was up five zero the first game and up five zero this game. They ended up losing the last game, uh, the first game six five. But they were, uh, I mean. Up five zero both games. They, I feel like they probably got the better better pitchers. I wouldn't say they got the better hitters. Philly, Philly got some hitters over there, but um, they just probably. I just they feel like they're the better team. I feel like they let the first one get away from them. They took care of business yesterday, and I think they'll. I think they'll win it. Um, Philly put themselves in position because now they basically got home field because it's one one, and they got to go play two F in Philly. So they basically got the home field advantage now, which I think is going to help, but. I do like Houston to win, and Houston beat Houston beat the Yankees. So if they don't win, I'm going to be pissed because we would have won. Speaking of the Yankees, Aaron Judge free agent, is he coming back? He better if he know what's good for him. <laughs> unless 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 the Dodgers trying to sign him, he trying yeah, to go to LA. I, thought I heard some rumblings the Dodgers. Gonna yeah, make if a the play. Dodgers can make it work, I, I wouldn't. I would understand because you know Hollywood and he just he a mega star. So you know you put him in over there, it just. But also being a mega star in New York is the same. So. Um, I like Aaron Judge, man. He gonna he he gonna hit that he gonna hit that ball wherever he go. I would love to keep him in the pinstripes, see him in the pinstripes. But I mean, you know, it's a lot of money in baseball. So once that money come calling, it's be hard to turn down five hundred million M's, five hundred billion dollars. Did you play baseball as a kid? I wish I should have. I wish. I don't know if I would have been any good at it, but I wish I would have locked in on that. I didn't. I didn't do anything, man. I was basketball. Once I found it, it found me. It was all she wrote. It was all she wrote. I never even tried to do anything else. I enjoy sports, though. I enjoy the competitiveness of sports because I play sports and I know how, like, what goes into being good at a sport. I can only understand. Like, I, I respect other sports players. Like, I understand and respect the work that comes into being really good at a craft. And so, you know, golfers, baseball players, we used to be in the weight room with rowers and swimmers and uh, people who run track and um, it's just hard work, bro. So to be at the top of your game, at the top, the highest level, and be really good at that, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put some respect on that. Like the shirt I'm wearing today. You know, when you see somebody who grind and grind and grind and grind and reach the top of their level, um, you just gotta respect it. You just gotta respect Did it. Did you ever play against Kobe? Yeah, I was, I was there. So, so it was like two memorable things that happened in the two games that I played against Kobe in one season. I'm pretty sure it was either, it was either one game my first year and another game my second year or both happened my second year. But there was one game, and it's like a meme, where he was on a, he was on a free throw line and he's about to shoot a free throw and Gerald Wallace was like kind of talking shit to him and was like, I'm, you going to miss this or some, something you said to him. And Kobe looks over to him and looks over to the bench and was like, I bet you $500,000 that I won't miss this shot. And looked at him, started laughing like this, this like looking around like this guy's crazy. Like, like seriously, like you think I'm going to miss a free throw? Like, I bet you 500000 And you can't hear him say it, but if you watch the video, you can read his lips. Like, I bet you five hundred grand. And Jared Wallace just like shook his head like, nah. <laughs> And Kobe nailed it, and we called the timeout. And you see him looking at our bench while he walking to his bench, like, "Look at this nigga, crazy!" Like, a free throw. And then the another one in Brooklyn, 
he like dunked over a whole team. It's like a fucking, it's like one of his last highlights that he had of his career, where it's like Chris, Chris Humphreys, Gerald Wallace. Uh, it's like four, it's like, it's a whole team. It's literally four people. You see, all you see is four white jerseys and Kobe just pulling the rim down, dunking that shit. And it's ridiculous. And I was on the bench like this. <laughs> oh, shit, he just did that. Um, but also just being, being, Playing in those games and being a rookie, having to be at the gym super, super early before everybody else to put my work in. Because once you – the game starts at 7. I got to be there at 3 to warm up because uh, D. Will and Joe Johnson are going to warm up at 4. That's their time to be on the court. And they don't want me on the court shooting while they're warming up, right? I could be on the court, but I can't be shooting shots and hitting his basketball and doing all hitting him in the head with my air balls and shit like that, right? right. So I, I got to get my work in me. So it's slotted out. So – uh, whoever's whoever goes at four, whoever goes at four thirty, whoever goes at five, and then it's like maybe thirty minutes before the game or hour before the game where I can I can shoot around again. But in order for me to actually get working, I gotta be there three four o'clock, four hours before the game, three four hours before the game. I get there. I'm, everybody's who played basketball against Kobe tell the same story. But I get to the game, I get to there, I get go in the locker room, I get dressed, I'm put my AirPods in or my my headphones in, I get my little stretch in. I'm going to court. This motherfucker is sweating. He about to walk out. So I sit down for like five minutes because he don't want you shooting on the other end either. So I sit down for like five minutes. I watch him do his little shit. He walking out. I go in. I'm early. Real early. Like, motherfuckers are still in a hotel laying down, probably haven't even showered and got dressed for the game yet. And he goes out. Now I'm really clocking him because... I'm like, all right, what is he? Is he done now? Like, is his workout right. done for the? Is he done for the game now? Is he gonna rest from now to the game? Like, that'd be crazy. Like, I'm young and I can't do that. Like, I'm still gonna have to warm up or something, you know. So then, like, when the older guys come out, so now it's like him, Lamar Odom, and some other people. Now he's like kind of not going as hard. He's kind of like going through the motion, but he's still getting his shots up, working on his footwork, doing some left hand floaters, like working on the skill shit now. Like, this nigga's a machine, bro. He just does it. It comes in the game and. I, mean, I don't think he played great any game against us, but like, it's like he didn't score like 50 or nothing like that, like a great Kobe game. But just watching him and like his presence and how everybody else respected him, like even the guys that I'm looking at on my team, how they looked at him and talked about him in the locker room and feared him and just, I was just like, damn, he really is that. To your point, I, I just seen a thing on Instagram. I think it was Jay, Jay Will, Jason Williams. Uh, played at Duke, or Jay Williams played at Duke. Mm -hmm. He said that, yeah, I know Jay Will. He said the same thing. Walked into a gym early as hell. Mm -hmm. Nobody else supposed to be there. Here's a basketball bouncing. Goes in there as Kobe. Yeah. He goes, I think, to stretch and get some work done. Comes back. Kobe's still practicing. He's like, all right. So he sits there 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Kobe's still practicing. Yeah. Goes, does his workout. Kobe finishes about the same time. He said after they go to the game, Kobe drops like 40 on him. Yeah. He goes up to him afterwards and says, hey, man, what was that about today? And he goes, I just wanted you to know, no matter how hard you work, I'm, I'm, I'm going to work harder than you do. Yeah, I heard that story before, too. And I really think once I heard that story, then you hear everybody else talking about how basically the same thing. Like, we would come in gyms and he would be already worked out. And it's just not games. It's like if you played on a team with him or, like, you're traveling and you're going out or partying and you're coming in the hotel at four or five o'clock in the morning, he is making it his business to be walking past you at that time. 
to show you. Like, so he he did it because he loved it, but he also did it because he wanted to instill some shit in people and wanted to show people, like, you can't outwork me. You can't get here earlier than me. You're not going to stay later than me. You're not going to you're not gonna take the shot where everybody's going to say, then that's a bad shot if you miss it, but everybody's going to love you. if you, you don't have the heart to take that shot because you don't work on your game enough. I'm going to shoot that shit 100 times and probably miss 50 of them, but the 50 I make is going to separate me from everybody else. And that's, I feel like that's kind of his mind. That's the mama mentality. That's yeah, I've seen him do an interview or a motivational thing where he talked about most people get up, eat breakfast, go work out from 11 to 1, come home, recover, eat, go back and do it from 4 to 6, eat dinner, whatever, go to bed. So he thought, if I get up at 3, work out from 4 to 6, yeah, come home, in. eat breakfast, get back out 10 to 12, come home, eat breakfast, or eat lunch, recover four to six come back eat dinner recover and then eight to ten i worked out eight hours a day you worked out four hours a day i do that seven days a week i gain 28 hours a week and he said after tell me how, how tell me how sick of a mad right? person like he, in your mind do you have to be or like how 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 competitive do you have to be to think like that yeah because then he said after five years no matter what you're doing over those five years i Outbeat you working out 28 hours a week for five years. There that's ain't nothing thousand, you can. That's 500,000 more shots he yeah, took. There ain't nothing you could do to catch up at this you point. You feel me? That's a hundred more reps he got of every drill than you did. It's ridiculous, bro. And you don't meet people like that often, bro. I was in NBA locker rooms, bro. And when you got millions and millions of dollars, you don't still have the same hunger. It's it's easy. Like I'm telling you, in every locker room, there's probably three guys that still are hungry, and some of them have not reached the like. The type, like, type of money that they want to get. Like, some of them have goals for money. Once I get this money, I'm good. Opposed to having goals for basketball. And understanding that you being the best basketball player will bring the money. That's what I didn't understand at the time. Like, I'm focusing on getting to my next contract, not understanding on how to do that. Like, I just got to be here. If I'm around, I'm going to get another contract. Right? Like, no, you got to do something. Put in some fucking work. Like, be a team player. Show them. Be a, like... Be a good guy, like you know what I'm saying. Smile more, like don't be so, such an asshole and competitive about everything, you know. Um, but with that being said, uh, somebody asked Kobe that why is he such? A, I can't remember who was talking about it. They asked him like a teammate why he's such an asshole, and his answer was, "You, what he say? I've seen your work ethic, and yeah. I've seen how you treat the game of basketball." Yeah. I don't trust you. I'm never gonna pass you the ball to shoot. Kobe would have been shot. sick of me, bro. <laughs> I, and I and I and I hate to say that, but that's how. And I think I love the game, and I think I worked really hard. But somebody like that, he would have got sick of me because, it, like, that's a that's the type of competitiveness and and work ethic that he has. You don't just have, you don't just have, and it takes for you to be around somebody like that or like a KG to make you see, like, damn, you're not you know you're not even scratching the surface, kid, like. You got a long way to go before you think you're really working hard. Um, so I appreciate being around that and being able to see that for the small amount of time, but also playing with guys like Kevin Garnett, playing with guys like Reggie Evans, playing with guys who really love the game and put in hella work and been doing it for mad years despite how much money they made as a professional. Um, so I appreciate that for sure. I got a weird random question that's – when it came to payday in the NBA, you get direct deposit, you get a paycheck. How's that work? Direct deposit. Every other Friday, every week. How's that work? 
It's nice, man. Every other Friday? First and the 15th. First and 15th. All right. I always wonder that, man. Like, Or Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Jay-Z say, is it Jay-Z? Jay-Z got a line. The only two days are alike. The first and 15th, pretty much. Those are the only two days that's alike ever. The first and 15th. And it's because that money hits. Ching, ching. So everybody, everybody happy on the first and the 15th in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah, it's different energy. Different energy on those days. So, see, those are the type of random questions you can submit <coughs> to the Time Out podcast with Tyshawn Taylor, and we will answer them for you. What you got to end the show with today, man? Um, I don't know. I, I, I think this is episode six or seven. I think six. Those, first, those first five were really good, the first two we did together. Um, then having both both Mario's, Mario Little, Mario Chalmers come gracious with their presence. Um Having Sharon obviously come grace us with his pre- presence on that live, uh, that live one was really really good. I appreciate those guys. Um, and I, I, again, I think, I guess this is kind of halftime for us. We're about five episodes in now, six episodes in. I don't know how long we're gonna go, but I'm gonna I'm say we're at quarter mark or halfway point. So um, just just kind <clears> of. <throat> uh, thinking about that and thinking about all of those stories and taking away from um, those guys and what they had to talk about and what they had to bring to the table. Um, Sharon being a teammate that I played under for two or three years, Mario being the guy who uh, was here before me and and coming here, playing in the number 15, kind of playing in that shadow a little bit with those big shoes to fill. Uh, there was some pressure there, and he pushed me without even knowing he was pushing me just because his presence was so large here. Um, and then obviously Mario, being a person that I entered Kansas with and came to school with and was with pretty much every day for three years, literally. There wasn't one day for three years that we were not together. Um, um, so I just learned so much from those guys, and those guys, again, pushed me, even if they didn't know they were pushing me, and I admire those guys on a whole nother level outside of basketball, but on the basketball level, I admire them for what they've done on the court, what they brought to the game, what they gave gave to me as far as motivation and inspiration. Um, so to have them and be able to sit here and pick their brain and talk to them and call them friends is so dope to me. Um, some, again, somebody like Sharon or somebody like Mario who um, I watched uh, and looked at and admired as a kid. Um, and then, again, somebody like Mario who I just respect so much as a basketball player and understanding um, – kind of didn't get a fair shake of things. Um, you just respect them on a different level. So, again, that's just kind of like a recap of what I got from that and wanted to just say thank you to those guys again. And, um, yeah, just look forward for more great stories like that with great people. Um, yeah. We got an update on Rio. Is he going somewhere to play Update ball? on Rio. He just left my house last week. My boy been chilling. Nah, he – uh. Yeah, he'll he'll head overseas at some point. I don't think he's in a rush right now. I know there's offers on the table. I don't. I'm not sure if it's the right offer as far as money or country wise, as right. far as just being comfortable. Um, so I haven't gotten to details of why he hasn't left yet. But I never leave this early. I always go right before Christmas or after Christmas because, excuse me, guys start getting sent home, traded. Some guys get hurt. Teams start losing a couple games and want to get rid of people and get new people. So. Um, you miss all the training camp part. You miss the hard part, and you jump right into a season. Right in and start it's also it also sucks sometimes because I've been in situations where the team was doing really bad, but wanted to pay me a lot of money. So I went on a bad team, got a lot of money, but we suck. And I knew it 
but I thought I was gonna be able to, you know, change right. it or the atmosphere would change and sometimes it don't. Once you you when you notice when you win a lot, you don't really know it when you're used to losing, but when you're used to winning, you know that it doesn't take much for a locker room to become a bad locker room. Right. So if you're used to losing and you lose a couple games, the locker room becomes terrible. Like attitudes, everything becomes bad. If you're used to winning, you lose two games, it's like, ah, we got to figure out how to get back to, to this. And so, um, yeah, I jumped into a lot of bad locker rooms for good money. Um, I, and I don't really suggest that because you got to spend time over there and the money doesn't take up for those three, four hours a day where you're just miserable trying to do the thing that you love or enjoy or that your, or your job. Um, so, yeah, but he's, he's, uh, he's figuring it out. I know Mario Little will be going overseas soon to go play. Chalmers, um, I'm not sure if he's, if he's ready to go play yet, but I'm sure he has options to go. I'm just not sure if he wants to do the overseas thing again. Um, and then me and Sharon will take on this coaching thing here pretty soon. Still working on the TBT? Uh, haven't really put in much work, but the thought is still there, and I do plan on still reaching out to some guys here pretty soon. It's how not many, until next roster, summer. How many roster spots are there? We full. We full. How many roster spots are there? Ten? It's as many as you want. Hold on. If you don't, but if we win and you don't play or participate or help the team, then you don't get the money. I made like eight free throws in a row. I could be a sharp you shooter. Get fouled to get free throws. I could be a sharp. What if you get hurt on a foul and now they got to bring somebody? To get hurt? They got to bring somebody off the bench to shoot the free throws. I don't think the guys want me to get hurt for you to make free throws. I think they would prefer me to be full speed, full health, and you just okay. either not be involved or just sit the hell down. How about we don't tell everybody? I'll be on the roster, and then my cut goes directly to you if we win. Deal. Boom, I just made me – I'm a roster spot. Deal. What's this, what's this shot B, tank? You hope, got a deal? I hope BT Creative is uh, listening so he can start making my merch, TBT. What number can I be? Let's get that worked out so I can Not get some 10. gear. You can be whatever number you want. I'm number 10. We I can't see. be whatever number I want. You're going to have like nine dudes all with their own number. You heard how And we I ain't going to be able to pull rank on anybody. All right, well, you heard what happens when, when people got the same number. You either got to pay for it or you got to play them one-on-one. Pick your poison. <laughs> How you want to handle it? Maybe I, I'll be number seventy-one. I really? doubt anybody 69, wants to be yeah. like Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I doubt anybody will be want to be like seventy-one. So that'll be my number. So look for the merchandise coming soon. Rock TPT gear. No, can we get some real merch for the timeout though? Yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, without my without the Tyshawn or Rock, like you just had. Tyshawn Taylor or TBT, what do you have you had? And then you had your name on it, but then you had just rock on yours. And I had I was nowhere near like on yours. Like, how am I promoting you and you're self-promoting? Like, what the hell is this? You can't self-promote and then I'm promoting the both of us. Collab. This is a freaking collab, dude. It's not the rock show. But I'll tell you what, man, the rock shirts have been selling out online. <laughs> That's all I know. Johnson <laughs> County single moms everywhere. Yeah, I bet. That's all we got for the episode number six. Stay tuned. Like I said, we got uh, Elijah Johnson coming up, uh, trying to get a date and time worked out that works for everybody. But we will definitely have him on, listen to his story, uh, submit some questions, anything you got for Elijah, anything you got for Tyshawn, anything you got for me. We'll be more than happy to answer it, talk about any stories you want to. Ooh, I did have, you got time for one more story? Yeah. I did have somebody ask me this. I don't even know if you want to talk about it on the air or not. What? Uh, the timeout with uh, Jason Kidd, where you bumped him and spilled the. Uh -huh. well, how did that go down? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind talking about it. I told this story before. Um, it was a, I mean, it was just a, a brilliant play by him. We were out of timeouts, um, down two points, I think, and um, we needed a play call. So his basketball IQ kicked in, and he was like, uh, "All right, I hadn't played the whole fucking game. I wasn't in the entire game." And then he just like, I'm, obviously, I'm watching it, so I'm understanding what's going on. The timeout prior. He told us this is our last timeout. We have no timeouts. He told us that. So again, I'm a playing guard. I'm watching the game. I'm, I'm understanding time score, what's happening in the game, even though I'm not playing. So now, fast forward to the last possession. We get the ball, like six or seven seconds left. We have no timeout. Ball goes out of bounds. It's our ball. He makes a sub. He subs me in. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm excited to go win, but I'm also knowing, like, damn, I haven't even played. It's an offensive possession. Like, right. what the hell is happening? Now, sub in, as soon as I start tucking my shirt in and, like, getting to my position on the court, sub out. I look up, he waving at me. Like, he, hit, he gave me one of these. Or the, the, whoever's subbing in for me, giving me one of these. So, so I'm running to the bench. He, like, he, I, I'm running towards the end of the bench. He, like, makes eye contact with me like and just goes and puts his cup up and I was like <laughs> oh. and I'm just kind of like walked past him bumped him and was like what the hell I tried to make it seem like I was mad I was getting subbed in and out like I tried yeah. to like but I knew exactly what was going on so when I did that the cup fell everybody knew what was going on because as soon as I did it all of the like managers got up but moving slow as shit they, like all got up <laughs> moving all slow and they're trying to, like, wipe it. And as they're wiping it, he draws, he draws up a play. That got Paul Pierce a wide-open shot right in front of our bench. He just missed it. So we got we ended up getting the play off, drawing up, and Paul missed the shot. And I really wish he made that shot because the story would have been so much better. Um, but we ended up getting the shot off. He missed the shot. Jason Kidd ended up getting fined, like, $50,000 for that shit. So when he whispers or says, hit me, like, did it automatically click? I automatically knew exactly what was happening. Like, I knew... I didn't know what he had in his mind, but I knew right. there was something that needed to be done. I didn't know I didn't know that he was gonna clean up the cup and draw a play because he didn't have the cup up at first. He said hit me and then went like this. <laughs> and so I knew whatever he's about to do, that cup was about to go flying everywhere. So I didn't even hit the cup. I just hit his arm. He just like <laughs> Yeah, like like this, but they read his mouth because he didn't tell me prior. When he said hit me, when you see it on the camera, that's when I've seen it, too. Like, I didn't know that before. I just knew what was happening in the game. Like, I knew whatever's about to happen, he needs more time. This motherfucker is trying to create more time for himself. And, again, that's his first year as an NBA coach. He was my, he was, we played against him the year before that. He was playing for the Knicks. And my rookie year, I'm playing for the Nets. We played against him in Madison Square Garden. And then he hit, actually hit a game winner on us where they, like, he, like, kicked his foot out. And somebody fouled him. And he ended up getting three free throws, won a game. Very next year, he's our coach and drawing up this play that's, like, wild. But, yeah, it was crazy. But, and again, ended up working. We got the shot we want. So, so I think when the, a lot of people Google search timeout podcast with Tyshawn Taylor, that comes I think up. that comes up as, like, one of the third or fourth options. So, I think that's why somebody – Yeah, it's like the fucking highlight of my NBA career, bro. It's the only thing that comes up. People tag me in that shit once a month, bro. I Do get they? a random a random person, too. Like, it'll be, like, on ESPN – uh, throwback clips or like just classic NBA clips or just random shit people post it and then they retweet me 
ha ha ha. I'm like, bro, it's not funny, bro. Like, I didn't even do anything. <laughs> if I can jerk off. He talked about it on ESPN one time. They asked him about it. And he was like, me and Tyshawn need to go back to acting classes. I was like, no, you do, bro. I almost uh, got fined 20000 for that shit. With the team, if you would have got fined, he would have. He would have? Yeah, he already told me. Don't worry about it. But they didn't find me. They just found, they just uh, fined him. 50 big ones. Damn, we ain't even win the game. Where else can you get inside stories like that? Only here, bro. Right here. Scoop. What else you want to know? Timeout podcast with Tyshawn Taylor, hosted by Rock. That's a wrap. Episode number six in the books. Please join us for our next episode coming out soon. Hit us up. Follow us. Tweet at us. Whatever you need to do. Stay safe this Halloween, people. This holiday season. We're good.